Councillor Chris Tate has announced he will retire from local government at the next election, due on March 28. Hello and welcome to Toowoomba 2020, I'm your host Toby Loftus. I caught up with Councillor Tate a few weeks ago for this podcast to discuss his reasons why. Councillor Chris Tate, welcome to Toowoomba 2020. My pleasure to be with you. So the 2020 Toowoomba Regional Council election is just a few weeks away now. And after two terms in the council, you won't be recontesting again. Um, can you run me through that decision? Yes, I've made a conscious decision not to recontest. And uh, one of the major reasons I'm not contesting is because it will be two terms and I've got a belief that uh, uh, you probably have a longevity in relation to board positions and this is uh, akin to a board position. And I think eight to ten years is around about what it should be. And sometimes if you look at uh, corporate Australia, that's what their turnover is and uh, we're not a lot different from that because council is really a big business. So uh, that was one of the major reasons that I've decided not to recontest and it also allows uh, fresh blood to come in and uh, new ideas. What do you think your legacy has been over the past eight years on council? I sat down and I reflected on this and there's many, many things that uh, we've achieved and I'm very proud of the achievements that, uh, that we have. Uh, brought about. Uh, they're not all up to me. Of course it's a council and we uh, um, um, act collegiately to bring these projects forward. But looking back over the eight-year period, one of the major divisive issues I guess was attention basins which we installed uh, following the, uh, uh, the flooding, the 2011 flooding and I think that that's, uh, they were very important. They're not all that sexy I guess but uh, very important as far as the city is concerned. Um, I shepherded through, I guess, the Grand Central redevelopment and I think that that's a major thing for a city like Toowoomba. It's great having a major shopping centre uh, in the city and not on the periphery. So I think that was quite a big achievement. Uh, now, it wasn't my money uh, that they did that, but uh, there had to be a lot of involvement in relation to uh, how that project progressed. And so I'm quite proud of that. Um, now the other thing was uh, the Highfield Sports Park. I'm uh, very uh, proud of that. Once again, I uh, um, uh, put the parties together, I suppose, so that land could be uh, acquired, uh, and I think it's a great result. So there are three top things. If you want me to keep going, I've got many other uh, ones that I could put on the list. Feel free to keep going if you want to. All right. Okay. Um, well, there's also uh, the, the land that we purchased at Highfields to uh, extend the Civic Centre, uh, and. Uh, that will progress, plans are afoot to progress that and I think that will be great for the ongoing uh, livability uh, of Highfields. Uh, there's Kwangtang Walk uh, which is uh, uh, off Ruthven Street, I identified that, uh, that land and Council um, came with me and we uh, uh, progressed the acquisition and the subsequent uh, development. Uh, there are other things in the CBD that uh, are progressing uh, uh, forward and they, the, you know, they will go ahead. Um, I also think that the annex at the back of the City Hall was something that I uh, was very keen to see uh, go ahead. I know before I got elected I used to uh, walk sometime through that back parking lot there and I thought that it looked like a, uh, a mechano set with all the uh, fire stairs and what have you and it doesn't look like that anymore. Now, people will forget that but that's what it looked like and there's a very good result there and the adjacent park. So you know, they're great civic spaces. So. Yeah. It's been, um, you're one of 
who councillors have who have confirmed their um, 100% their retirement so far at the next election. Um, the other being Councillor Angus Sheen, who um, is also in um, the planning and development portfolio, like yourself. Um, what does it mean um, that that portfolio is now without the portfolio leader and the committee chair? Does it, it sort of opens up that role? It opens it up and somebody else is going to have to go in there and do that. Um, I think that there will be capability within the council to do it. You have to also remember that you are a head of a department uh, and there's some, some very capable people who uh, are permanently in the planning department. Um, Anne and myself have worked very well together. Uh, I also work very well together with the people in the uh, planning department. I think overall we've been a pretty good team and uh, I, I think that the decisions that have been made um, have been of um, significant benefit to the city, uh, the city and also the regions as well. What do you think the biggest challenges have been um, over the past eight years of council for you? Um, there's often a lot of interface and competitive tension, I think, uh, between the development industry and also uh, the council. Um, uh, the development industry is all, always looking to probably push the envelope just a little bit, but council always has to be mindful of civic humanity. Um, having said that, you do not want to stifle development, uh, and you have to uh, uh, look at it uh, from a sympathetic point of view from the developer's perspective because it's developers who build the city, it's not council who builds the city, it's the developers who, who build it. So we have to provide, I guess, the infrastructure and also the, uh, the, the incentive and, and have a forward-looking outlook. And if you approach it from that perspective, uh, I, I think that uh, the, the two can work very, uh, very closely, I wouldn't say hand in hand, but you can work together. Uh, you know, there are challenges there and there are always challenges because when development occurs, uh, often people who live in a particular area do not want the ambience of their community interfered with or the way things were uh, interfered with, but um, uh, really for progress to occur, um, it becomes necessary at times for um, those things to be interfered with. That um, some people have, um, for instance, some of our readers whenever we do a story on um, a developer taking the council to court, people seem to think that the um, council is always involved in legal cases regarding developments and that kind of thing. Is that a tension that's uh, something that's quite hard to manage or um, a fine line that you have to sort of walk when it comes to, um, I guess, developments and knowing where things could go? Uh, yes, it is. You, 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 I guess, have a weather eye on that. And I've seen some of the reports and they're saying that council's been losing court cases and this sort of thing. In fact, the reverse is true. Uh, I don't think council's actually lost one. Uh, if you go back into the actual judgments, you'll find a lot of the um, outcomes are uh, consent orders, which means that council is happy with the outcome. There is one that is current at the moment and uh, um, uh, it's, it's had one hearing, but uh, there's a further hearing to happen. And it's uh, probably, uh, I'd say, about a 70-30 against council as things stand at the present time. So that's one that uh, uh, we, um, yeah, I'd say, we're behind on at the moment. But, but all of the other ones, uh, if you look at them, they're actually outcomes that we have, uh, I guess, engineered and are happy with. 
also in relation to those court cases, you have to uh, represent the interests of your citizens too. And some of that is listening to your citizens uh, and uh, and so sometimes it might, mightn't be a drag out fight in the court, but you do ultimately achieve a better result and more and something that the people who live in that area generally uh, can live with. Mm. Um. This isn't the first time you've served on a council. You served on the John Darien Shire Council from 1989 to 1998. And for the last three years of that, you were mayor. Oh, sorry, deputy yeah, mayor. Yeah, sorry. Um, is this the end of your public service career? I think it probably is. Yes, I don't have any other ambitions to go ahead and do anything from a public perspective. And in reality, um, you know, as far as the Toowoomba Regional Council is concerned, I was probably a little bit... Uh, I wouldn't say accidental uh, coming in here, but I've uh, I had a long co career as a, as a solicitor, uh, and I'd retired from law, uh, and I was really just going to ride off into the sunset. And uh, the elections came up, and there were a number of people approached me and, a and asked me if I would consider putting my name forward. And after some uh, some thought, giving it some thought, and having a discussion with my wife, I decided to do it, and I put my hand up, and I was elected. So that's how I really came to be here. Where um. Three terms into the amalgamated Toowoomba Regional Council, how does an amalgamated council like Toowoomba compare to some of like the former councils that we had, like the John Darien Shire Council? Um, the smaller councils are more hands-on; they're very involved operationally. Uh, this council is not as involved operationally, um, and obviously it's a, a much bigger outfit. You know, being a combination of eight councils, so you've got a much bigger budget. And therefore, you can uh, achieve some uh, uh, significant projects, and some of them I've identified before. Uh, but you, yes, you can make a big impact. Uh, now, a lot of people say that uh, um, amalgamation is not working, and I, I know that there are people out there who yearn for the Isle Shires. But I think that uh, the uh, amalgamated council is a good outcome. I think there are significant achievements, um, and I support it going forward. Um, there are also um, people who want to go back to wards uh, and uh, to be frank if you've got a ward system it makes uh, your electioneering uh, a lot easier uh, but I think a, an undivided council works very well because you don't just focus on your immediate area or ward as it would be uh, but you uh, focus on the entire um, uh, council area and in fact I think you get a better outcome overall because people aren't uh, uh, just trying to focus on a particular area they're giving them due regard to the entire region. I think also wards would be something that would be a bit difficult for the Toowoomba region because obviously the, across each ward there has to be this very similar number, pop, number of the population in that ward and the majority of the Toowoomba population is based here in the city so we'd have most of the wards here in the city and only possibly just a couple outside of the city itself and so that would that wouldn't really alleviate some of the issues that people are concerned about anyway. Yeah, you're spot on there, Toby. That would, that's what would occur because the bulk of the population do reside in Toowoomba. Um, at most, you would get uh, two uh, wards uh, outside Toowoomba City um, and um, the Toowoomba City would dominate. And um, the people would be uh, more uh, focused on their own ward and uh, for those who are outside, they may not get the same, um, I guess, attention. Uh, or consideration 
uh, from the overall council uh, if you had wars because people would be just focusing. It could become very Toowoomba-centric. People think it is at the present time, but I don't believe it is. I believe that those of us who sit around the table in, their, in this present, or in this last two councils have been very focused on the outside regions and making sure that they get their fair share and probably more than their fair share of, uh, you know, um, money and um, programs that uh, can benefit them. Looking back on your career, you have been a solicitor, you were a senior partner in a regional law firm, you were a deputy mayor of a shire council, you were um, the head of planning and development at the Toowoomba Regional Council. What's, what's been the standout of your career, do you think? Oh, well, I, I was a lawyer for 38 years, I suppose uh, um, that was probably the standout of my career. Uh, local government, uh, I've enjoyed local government. I've enjoyed making a contribution to the city of Toowoomba. I, I love the city of Toowoomba uh, and it's a great place to live. Uh, but I suppose uh, for, for me it was um, not an indiv individual thing, but it was um, being able to help people, uh, you know, I guess, as a lawyer on the way through. Um, from your perspective, what, as someone who's about to become an outsider, what do you want to see from the next term of the Toowoomba Regional Council? Um, despite the fact that people think that, you know, I'm, uh, uh, I guess, the developer's friend and, and, and what have you, and I, I believe I've always had a balanced view in relation to that, um, I think one of the great uh, underused assets of this city is our escarpment. Uh, and I believe that we should, be, we should focus uh, uh, on... Uh, developing you know, walking trails, bush trails and what have you uh, on our escarpment. Uh, also acquisition of uh, more escarpment land and incidentally that is something that we have done. While I've been on council we bought additional land for Mount Peel, additional land uh, up particularly up at Highfields. Uh, and I think if we could get walking trails and, pro and probably cycling trails and to a lesser extent horse trails through that entire escarpment because it's really the green curtain of Toowoomba. We don't have a beach, the Gold Coast has got a beach, uh, uh, but we've got our escarpment and I think we should develop that. I'd like to see that occur. I would also like to see um, more activation in the CBD. Um, I'd like to see some of the upstairs uh, areas that are vacant at the present time above shops, etc., occupied probably for residential purposes. I don't think that it'll ever go back to uh, the commercial um, occupancy that used to exist. But if you could get people living up there, I think that would enliven the CBD and it would be great to see that happen. I guess um, talking about that, that's quite a unique view. I, we, no one's really talking about that at the moment. Um, is that one way, there's obviously been talks about revitalising the CBD because at times it can be very, very quiet and um, some of the businesses can struggle. Is that one way you think it could help save the CBD? Yeah, I, I do think that's a way to do it. Uh, for the CBD to prosper, you've got to have people in here. And so you've got underutilised space up there. You need to address some of the building regulations and what have you, and that's not necessarily a council issue, but council could advocate for that. Uh, but I, I think it is a way of... Um, getting people in here. Quite obviously you can get some medium rise. We really don't have high rise in the CBD and I don't think we'll ever go what I would call high rise. But medium rise, you might get up to five, six, seven storeys or something like that. And you, and you may get that. But at the present time there's a limitation in Toowoomba as far as that is concerned because 
to be frank, the the cost that you can sell the apartments for. Uh, uh, is less than what the cost of construction is at the present time. And I'm not advocating that prices go through the roof or anything like that, but uh, you know, as, as prices improve, uh, developers will come in and do that. But short term, uh, there is a lot of underutilised space and you need to get people living in the CBD as well as working here, and that will enliven the CBD. That's sort of something... Um we've seen in other cities so everywhere really around the world we have that urbanization of um, old buildings you look down at brisbane and you look around all the old wool stores around the new farm tenerife area that have now been converted into apartments and um, people seem to love living in old buildings that have been converted into something new that still retain that character and that sounds like something that could happen here above the stores quite a bit of work a bit of renovation um, but something that could happen quite easily i believe it could i think you could do it here and i think you need and the council needs to look at ways it can achieve it and uh, it would you know as i said there's a lot of uh, underutilized space above commercial premises here and um, it would lend itself to um, uh, to people living there what's next for you uh, i propose to spend, everyone says they're going to spend more time with my family, and I will do that, I guess. Uh, uh, with my wife, we, uh, when I came to the council, we put off travel plans that we had, and uh, you know, there are a lot of restrictions on you know, the time that you have available, so we will devote some more time to that. Um, I've always been a pretty um, uh, reasonably sporty type person, and, uh, and some of that I've uh, allowed to, uh, to drift. Um, I, not my cycling, I, I, I've continued with my cycling, but uh, I, I'd like to do some of the other things that I, you know, sporting type uh, pursuits that I used to do as a younger man. Hmm. Uh, uh, fully retired now? I think so, yes. I don't, uh, I don't have uh, plans to do anything else. Uh, when I retired from law, I had intended uh, actually to buy myself a small property because I did used to own a, uh, my, my wife and myself owned a, a, a mixed uh, uh, cattle, sheep and grazing property in New South Wales, which we, which we sold. And I had intended uh, on retirement from law to uh, buy myself a smaller place and just keep myself amused doing that, but uh, the years have drifted on, I won't do that now. Will you, will you be staying here in Toowoomba? Yes, no, I intend to continue living in Toowoomba, I like living in Toowoomba. Hmm. Looking, um, looking back and looking forward, how do you want your time on the Toowoomba Council to be remembered by others? I would like it to be remembered as a time of progress, as a time of considerable progress. And if you look at what has occurred during the last two terms, and that's not all up to me, it's a, it, there's a lot of uh, and private people have done things. Uh, council has been, I guess, receptive to a lot of these things, but you, you think about it. Uh, we've got an airport, we've got a bypass, um, um, there's an inland rail maybe coming, uh, but uh, we've got the Grand Central Shopping Centre. Uh, um, you know, all of those things are very progressive. They're the bones of what you require, what is required for society uh, to move forward. Um, you know, in a in a good way. You know, so I think we well, I think we put a, a lot of uh, bones in there uh, that can be built on. Councillor Chris Tate, thank you very much for joining the podcast. Yeah, thanks very much, Toby.
That was Councillor Chris Tate speaking about why he has decided to retire at the next Toowoomba Regional Council election. Toowoomba 2020 is produced by me, Toby Loftus, for The Chronicle. The podcast is made possible thanks to our valued subscribers. To subscribe, visit thechronicle.com.au forward slash subscribe. Toowoomba 2020 is taking a short break next week and we'll be back on March 20, where we will have several episodes in the lead up to the March 28 polling day. See you then.